I'm your host, Rufi Castro, and welcome to the Epicenter Fresno podcast. Praise the Lord and welcome back, my friends. The preaching with or without you was originally preached on March 26th, 2023. And as always, you could listen to the complete preaching on our Facebook page, our Instagram, our YouTube channel. You can go to our website, www.epicenterfresno.com. That will provide the links necessary for you to get to our social media. All right, well, let's get started. We came out of the book of Joshua chapter 24 and also out of the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1. In the book of Joshua chapter 24, Joshua is giving his goodbye speech. Uh, In fact, when you read uh, Joshua chapter 23, he's speaking with the leaders. He's speaking with the leaders of the tribes. Um, He's speaking with the uh, generals. And he's really reminding them about the importance of serving God. When we get to Joshua chapter 24, he now begins to speak with the children of Israel, with the congregation. And I really like this technique because before he speaks to the congregation, he speaks to the leadership, making sure the leadership is on the same page making sure that the leadership is understanding the vision that God has placed first in Moses and then in Joshua. So before addressing the congregation, Joshua made sure that the leadership understood what was going to happen. In chapter 24, as he begins to deal with the congregation, he literally lets them know that now is the time to choose if you are going to serve God 100% or if you basically, if you're not going to serve him, if you're going to go by the way of the world. There comes a point in all of our lives where we have to make this particular decision. As children of God, those of us that have been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, we made a commitment, however long ago that was, we sealed the covenant with the Lord stating that we would serve him. In fact, in some of the churches, when you're going to get baptized, they will call you up to the front of the congregation and they will read Ephesians chapter 6. Some of the questions that are asked, at least that's what was asked of me, are questions as the following. How long are you willing to serve the Lord? They ask other questions, but this is really the one that stands out because you are in front of the congregation, you're either facing the congregation or you're sitting in the chair facing uh, the pastor, and the congregation is a witness to what we are claiming we're going to do. So God is our witness, the holy angels is our witness, and now the congregation is our witness when we state that we will serve the Lord for all the days of our lives or until the Lord returns. So they're they're witnesses to our answer. And this is important for us to make note and understand because what Joshua does with the congregation, he's, he's getting ready to pass. This is his goodbye 
speech, his goodbye address, if you will, he wants to make sure that the congregation is 100% sold out to the idea of the service of the Lord. Why is this important? Well, they're already in Canaan, in Canaan. They're already in the promised land. They've already fought many, many battles. There are still other battles that are going to have to be fought. One of the things that we need to understand is when Joshua passes away, as any great leader, any great leader passes away, there will always be a power struggle. Think of family. When the patriarch passes away, the matriarch passes away, there's always a power struggle among the brothers and sisters of that particular family. The oldest one rises up and and they want to take control and maybe the middle child who has more education and has degrees from college believes that they're the ones that should take control because they're more educated. Uh, The daughter wants to get up and take control because, um, you know, whatever the case may be, there's always a power struggle. One of the things that we have to remember is that after the time of Joshua, there wasn't a single leader until we get to the time of King Saul. So what happens after the time of Joshua, you have the judges. And yes, there's a particular judge that would rule, but that judge wasn't viewed as a leader like Moses, a leader like Joshua. Um, So when, when I'm talking about there's not a single leader, there's not a leader in the way that we're used to seeing when it comes to Moses and when it comes to Joshua. We also have prophets, which obviously were around during the time of Moses and Joshua, but we see them more active during the time of the judges as well. So there's going to be a shift in how the Lord is dealing with his people. And Joshua knows this. So Joshua wants to make sure that the people understand that they are making a covenant with God. This is why he uses the words, if it is too difficult for you to follow the Lord, or if the Lord has been evil to you. In other words, if God's been bad to you, it's too hard to serve the Lord. He took us out of Egypt. He brought us into the promised land. If that's not good enough for you, then don't serve him. That's ultimately the point he's trying to get across. If God has not been good to you, then don't serve him. If you want to worship idols, worship idols. If you want whatever you want to do, go ahead and do it. Now, let me pause right here because you may think, well, pastor, that's kind of, I don't think Joshua really said that. Well, let me explain why I went down that route. Because then Joshua says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So what he's trying to let them know is on this day, you're going to have to make a choice because we are going to move forward in God. And either we're going to move forward with you or we're going to move forward without you, but we're still going to move forward. That's the message that Joshua is transmitting to the children of Israel. 
Now, when we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and we're reading that, we understand that the promises of God are yea and amen, right? They are yes and yes, or they are amen and amen. What does that mean? It means that every single one of us has promises that God has placed in our lives. As long as we are walking in the will of God, you need to highlight that, you need to bold that, you need to underline that, you need to put that in in quotes. As long as we are walking in the will of God, God's promises for us will always be yes and amen. That's the catch, though. If I'm not walking in the promises of God, if I'm not walking in the will of God, if I'm not serving the Lord the way I'm supposed to be serving him, then by definition, I'm blocking the blessings that God has for me. Now, let me stop right there. Will God bless me while I am in sin? Yes. Will God protect me while I am in sin? Yes. But there are certain blessings that I am blocking by being in sin. We have to understand that. When we are walking outside the will of God, we are walking outside the authority of God, and we are blocking certain blessings, certain answers to petitions that we have before the throne of God because we are walking outside the will of God. So there's a choice that needs to be made. Am I going to choose the things of the world or am I going to choose the things of God? Because the reality is this, whether I decide to serve God or not, God is still moving forward with this plan. In other words, when that trumpet's going to sound for the rapture, it's not determined on whether I serve God or not. <laughs> I'm not that special. I'm not that powerful. And, and I'm not. That day has already been established in heaven. So he's not going to wait for that trumpet to sound just so I can get my act together. That trumpet is going to sound when it's going to sound. It is my responsibility to make sure that I am ready and I am living my life within the confines of the word of God so that I'm able to hear that trumpet when that trumpet sounds. So the plans of God are going to move forward. Me serving him or not serving him is not going to stop God from going forward with his plans. So the mentality that we have to have as the church of the living God, I need to serve God. So when I serve God, I also need to testify of his goodness. I need to let people know about the love of Jesus Christ. If people want to hear me, then great. We will teach them. We will help them. We will we will be with them every step of the way. But if someone does not want to hear, then I place that person in God's hands and I move forward. I don't stop the work of the Lord because my mother doesn't want to come to church, because my father doesn't want to come to church, because my children don't want to come to church, my family member, right? So I'm not saying you're going to quit praying for your family. You will always pray for your family. But if you're in Fresno, there's over half a million people that live in the city of Fresno, and you can't tell me that they're all saved. So our responsibility is, family, I love you, but with or without you, I'm going to serve the Lord. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I love you, but with or without you, I'm going to serve the Lord. Now, understand that once I start walking in obedience, 
the Bible says obedience is really what I want. It's not sacrifice, it's obedience, right? Once I start walking in obedience, notice how things that have been held back because of my disobedience will start being released. Blessings will start being released. In fact, family members will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ for the simple fact that I am walking in obedience. So I encourage you today to take that stand, to choose this day. If you're going to serve the Lord, if you're not going to serve the Lord, and I pray you do serve the Lord, and you take the mentality and you say this, right? Well, don't say it to their face, right? But your mentality has to be with or without you, I will serve the Lord. Don't forget to check out our website at epicenterfresno.com where you will find links to our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and our Instagram.